So I'm sure you've seen that the uh, stock market has taken quite the drop, uh, about a thousand points the last time I checked, uh, or 3% today. And I don't know if anyone could have predicted the coronavirus or the fact that this epidemic in China would have this much of an impact on the economy, and it does show us how much influence China still has over the global market. And of course, problems with the uh, continued globalization of the market, though I think that's a not only a necessity, but an inevitability um, when it comes to financial markets. Now, the real problem is, of course, is, is this affects the uh, average American's finances. And more so than you're going to um, assume on the surface. And, and it works like this, and, and this is how I've come to understand it. And there's a, a really seldom explained term in finance called opportunity costs, and something that I will endlessly speak about every time that I am invited to speak somewhere where or I am speaking somewhere, and I use it in um, presentations and conversations because it is a bedrock principle of, of creating wealth, and yet it's seemingly violated over and over again. But it works like this. Essentially, if... Well, let's let's take an example that uh, um, that everybody has to deal with, and that is taxation. So the average American pays about roughly $10,000 in personal income taxes per year. This is just income tax. And at first, um, at first glance, it looks, you know, relatively, uh, relatively fair. Like, you know, most, I'm not going to, so we'll cut in after the average American pays roughly $10,000 in taxes per year. Now, if we compound this at the average market rate of return, which uh, at the time I am assuming is 7.9%, this could change, and it would get a little better if you marked it down to like 5%. Um, but, you know, at the time of shooting this, I, I, I put it at 7, 7.9 or so, and that's subject to change. Regardless, um, at 7.9% over 30 years, that one payment of $10,000 could have earned you almost $100,000 in the market over a period of 30 years. Um, again, assuming no crashes or anything like that. So that's just one year of paying personal income tax. What if it's you know, five years paying personal income tax? How much does that cost you how it could have been invested? Um, what, if it, what if it's more than $10,000? What if it's $20,000? Um, what if what if it's fifteen thousand dollars? You see how the numbers don't really get better as they scale up, and this is why opportunity cost is so important because you look at the market crashes uh, or even little dips that we're going to see here. Even if this recovers tomorrow, the market would need two thousand to even quote unquote break even, but you would still have the compounding effect, the uninterrupted compounding effect had the market never crashed. You've reset the compounding of money. And so we're never going to see that money again. And that is a huge issue that's just going to be brushed under the rug and, and, and not talked about. And the other aspect of this, and this is what I call the, the great American squeeze, because most people, I don't believe that we should have to set aside our money for retirement in the stock market. Now, it's great for, for Wall Street, and it's great for the financial industries, because 
they'll make their fee regardless of whether you make money or not. I know, I know the Fisher Investments and Schwab and all that stuff says that, you know, when you do better, they do better. And that's, that is true, but, um, they don't pay your taxes. They still take a 1% fee out of your account. Even if the market dips or crashes, they still take 1% out of your account. Um, it's, it's just less money, but there's a compounding effect there again, using opportunity cost and compound interest. And my point here is with the uh, American squeeze is that because of market factors such as inflation and prolonged uh, prime rate cuts, which has really affected how much that bonds earn, which are typically safer investments uh, and bank CDs and, and the things that grandma and grandpa used to use to make a steady uh, percentage on their money and really not have to worry about so much about market volatility, which helps them sleep at night, of course. Because we're seeing this extended prime rate cut, which I don't think is going to go back up, we're going to see bonds and that kind of stuff and savings uh, savings account rates really not even be able to outpace inflation. And, you know, if you're not able to, to do that even, you're going backwards. So it's forced everybody into what we like to consider are these higher risk, higher reward investments inside the stock market. And that's not always the case because there's a couple of things that we've already talked about, opportunity costs, compound interest, but more importantly, um, what people don't realize too, and and I'll put the uh, links to the, the evidence here uh, in the article that you're reading or the description of the video, where uh, people don't realize that sequence of return matters as well. And in the example that, that I pull from, it's essentially the market from 1989 to 2014, and the rate of return, if you take those sequence of returns, is is pretty good. And you would make um, a decent profit out of had you kept your money in the market um, during those years. But if you just invert the numbers, so the... Uh, the first year is the last year, and the last year is the first year, and you order the returns that way, um, you'll actually lose money. And again, I know this is a little bit harder to explain, but the sequence of returns matters much more than the actual average rate of return does. And um, this fudges the numbers a little bit and really makes the risk-taking inside the stock market not necessarily equate to higher um, higher rates of return that are needed because of these market factors that have driven people out of the safe stocks. Again, financial industry still makes their money, and if you're in a tax-deferred plan, government still makes their money. But are we starting to see some of the, the problems that could potentially arise out of this? And I hope you are, because the purpose of this video is not really to sell you anything, um, but just to warn you that... This is going to happen again and again in the stock market. I don't care who's president. It might be a virus in China today or the swine flu in the U.S. tomorrow or, you know, God knows what in Europe. It's it, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, a virus. It could be one uh, deal falling through. You know, Harry's, um, the, the razor company, was going to be bought out by uh, Shtick, I think it was, um, whatever company uh, uh, produces that product. Um, was going to buy Harry's, which is this direct-to-consumer shaving kit, and the, the billion-dollar deal fell through. And um, uh, and so the stock price suffered because that, that future anticipated gain was simply not there. So 
you know, but the consumer and the advisor has no control over that, no input on um, whether or not that deal goes through or not. So, again, there's a really high risk, and I'm not so sure we're seeing the, the returns that we think we are. Just some food for thought on uh, this gloomy day.